Hi, I'm Molly Weinberg, and I'm a Philly-based lifestyle influencer who gives all the deets when it comes to wellness, travel, even entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Molly Weinberg Podcast, where I chat with experts ranging from gut health specialists to fashion icons and everything in between. I want to share all the specifics to help you live your best life. I'm not sparing any details. Yep, no questions are off limits. Every week, you will walk away from each episode feeling more motivated and more informed than before. Tune in weekly to the Molly Weinberg Podcast to never miss a beat. we have to understand is that there is this gut brain connection and we have to address it because if we don't, we're not addressing the root cause. And here's the craziest thing. If we don't get to that root cause and we keep on dealing with this anxiety and depression, we don't address the leaky gut, the endotoxins, the bad inflammatory bacteria, whatever it is that's causing it, that pathway will continue into things like Parkinson's, dementia. It's the same pathology. All it is is more damage accumulated in the brain and then it can't go back. It can't be reversed. I pretty much say it every episode, but when I tell you this recording may be my favorite, I'm not exaggerating. Dr. Daryl Joffrey is a highly sought after longevity expert who uses a cutting edge approach in nutrition to help his patients fight inflammation and achieve and maintain an optimal level of health and energy. He really gets it. He was never this perfect person who never touched sugar. In fact, he himself was a former sugar addict, but now he has turned into a health machine. He knows firsthand what it takes to overcome the sugar addiction and tough challenges in the health sphere. In addition to running the successful Alkamind brand, he is the author of best-selling books, Get Off Your Acid, and a newly released Get Off Your Sugar. Burn the fat, crush your cravings, and go from stress eating to strength eating. I've read Get Off Your Acid, and you'll hear a little bit of the beginning of the book in today's episode. It's a heavy topic relating to his late father's health, but it's Dr. Darrell's reason as to why he does what he does, which is beautiful. He is a passionate, motivational speaker, certified raw food chef, live blood microscopist, and Reiki master and has been featured in many health documentaries and summits. Essentially, this guy knows his stuff, and he has famous clients to back it all up. If you experience gut issues, bloating, fatigue, brain fog, acid reflux, you eat candy regularly, you've taken antibiotic before, we've all probably done it, you're a huge coffee person, or really anything else relating to an acidic life, you're going to 100% want to listen to this episode in its entirety. I soaked up every word he spoke. Dr. Daryl is truly brilliant. And with that, let's get started. Dr. Daryl, thank you so much for being on today's episode. I am so freaking excited. <laughs> I love it. I love the energy already. I know you actually have like the best energy. I can, I can sense it the second you joined on. I want to start with really how you were raised compared to where you are now. So typical American diet, standard American diet, you know, my family's Italian. So you can imagine what that was like. I mean, ever since I can remember back to age five, it was like just sugar, but it wasn't like, you know, something our parents thought were bad. This is what we did way back then. You know, um, I remember, uh, uh, you know, lots of fruit juices and, um, coming home from school and there'd be like a big tray. My mom was the best to be a big tray of rice, krispie treats. And I couldn't eat one. I'd have to eat the entire thing. Um, and it was just kind of like that type of a lifestyle. 
you know, uh, lots of pasta, lots of meat and vegetables and all that too. Um, we also got a lot more exercise as kids back then, you know? So I think kids growing up when we grew up, it was a little bit more balanced because we would come home from school, we'd run outdoors all day, then our moms or dad would yell and we'd come back and it's dinner time, right? Um, now, so many of these kids, they come home and they're on the video games, which is literally, we talk about sugar, which we will, I'm sure, being a massive dopamine hit. What do you think video games are? You know, it's like a slot machine. Every time you do that slot machine, it's like dope, dopamine, dopamine, and you don't stop. These kids on the video games, they're literally, it's like a dopamine hit and there's no end to the game. Um, so it's interesting how all these different things all tie into the brain and brain health and what it does to the brain and why we become so addicted. So I became addicted, you know, um, I was the kid on the soccer bus that had the big bag of candy. Um, all the kids wanted to sit around me, so I was the popular guy. Um, Back then, I could get away with it, as many kids can. You know, we have fast metabolisms. We don't have uh, the years of toxicity and damage that, you know, we do now. And uh, But I remember, like, the clues. You know, growing up, I had tubes in my ears not once but twice. I would get chronic ear infections as a kid. I literally remember my dad handing me, like, these little yellow and blue pills, now known as amoxicillin, antibiotics. You know, it's like giving out like 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 a like a tic tac because I had an ear infection. It was crazy. Little do we know what that did to the microbiome, wiping out your gut, causing leaky gut, and so many other downstream issues. Which is probably why when I became you know in high school, I got horrific acne. You know, spots all over my face. And I remember going to the dermatologist, and he gave me this bleaching cream because I had all these dark spots. Um, which is literally my my skin's cry for help, right? Your skin is the largest detox organ in the body. It's um, so important to get rid of toxins when you can't get them out the normal pathways, which is urination, defecation, and, uh, respiration. So my body literally was showing it on its skin. So I, at night, I would go home, I would put all these like little white dots on all these dark spots, hoping to bleach it. Obviously, it didn't work. Um, so that was kind of my life growing up. You know, I, I played sports active. Um, I played soccer at Boston College, played for the under 20 national team. So my sugar addiction never really kind of held me back. But looking back, if I was eating a strength eating diet and wasn't having all the sugar that I did, I can only imagine how different my life would have been, not just in terms of like sports performance, which is really all, you know, kids care about or I cared about in high school and college, but um, just my health, my, my energy, just my stamina, all things like that. So um, that's kind of how I grew up. And, um, you know, I'm very grateful. I had the most incredible parents and family in the world. I'm very blessed to have that family. Um, but I took all the things that I learned. Um, and now I have a five and eight year old. And, you know, we do things a little bit differently now. Um, and I'm just very grateful to know the things that I know so that I can impart these things on my children, our next generation. I'm so proud that, you know, they're five and eight. They've never been on an antibiotic. Um, you know, there's other things that we do. It's not to say that you, you don't need an antibiotic. Yes, they're there for we need it for crisis care. God forbid if we ever needed to use it, we would. But um, our kids are generally healthy. And, um, you know, I'm just very, very blessed to be in the space that we are knowing what we are and being able to apply that, not just to our family, but all the people that are listening to your amazing podcast and, and so forth. That's amazing about your children. Wow. Like truly that's goals. I have, I guess, no longer a newborn, a baby who's eight months. Oh, and congratulations. Thank you. And my husband and I say all the time, you know, we're going to do whatever it takes to ensure that he has like the most low tox life in every aspect, including antibiotics. Um, I definitely want to go back to that, but I want to ask you, I read, I think in your first book, your turning point was when your dad was passing away and you kind of had that moment of like almost an epiphany thinking, I want to turn lives around, whether it was your own life or people around you. Yeah. Um, can you speak on that and how that, I guess, impacted where you are now? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I'm just so I become so passionate about because I had to. Um, when my dad passed, that was definitely a huge epiphany, and that was um, when I made a vow to him of what I promised to do to help people. But the epiphany happened a few years later when we found out that he was actually diagnosed with cancer. Um, it was October 2014. <clears throat> it was you know marathon week in New York City, my favorite week. We lived on the Upper East Side on 92nd New York Avenue, and every year we go out and we watch the marathon. It was like the craziest day of the year. But this year was different because I was going to be running the race, um, which I was so excited about. My parents never missed a soccer game. They came to every game, no matter where it was. And this was going to be no different. So talk about a baby. My son was just born. He was six months old at the time. And um, so they were going to be watching. My parents were going to come down, holding up their crazy sign. So it was a week before. It was that Sunday before the big race. And I was doing my, my last run. And uh, I was in Central Park, and I'll never forget this moment. Uh, I was on about mile eight. It was a beautiful day in New York City. It was like 70 degrees, perfect fall day, not a cloud in the sky. You see, I'm in Central Park. All the bleachers are there. No one's in them, you know, waiting for the, the crowd the next week. But I'm just kind of envisioning what's going to happen a week and all these crazy fans cheering. I got really excited. I was getting goosebumps. And then all of a sudden, I felt a vibration in my pocket. So I take my phone out. There's a missed call from my brother. So me being the goofball that I am, I take a selfie, send it back to him, and I keep running. Literally 10 seconds later, Molly, my phone buzzes again. I take it out, and that's when I see the words, call emergency. And I had known that my parents were driving down from Vermont that day because they were coming down. They were going to stop at my brother's house. It was my nephew's birthday party. Um, so something in my gut knew that something happened um, on that trip. So what I called my brother and what I learned was that there was an accident and my parents were driving in Hartford on 91 South. My mom was in the passenger seat. She was actually knitting a sweater for my son and my dad was always the one driving. When she felt the car starting to veer like this, well, there's only problem. There's a concrete divider and they're going 70 miles per hour. So she looks over at my father and he's passed out against the window like that. So the car goes up the concrete divider. She literally like instinct takes over, grabs his leg, pulls it off the uh, accelerator. The car comes down goes back up and she's able to literally pull the keys out of the ignition. So after a couple of minutes, she thought she thought he was dead. She thought that he had a heart attack or a stroke. Like, what would we think of, right? Um, and about a couple of minutes later, she calls 911 immediately. Uh, he comes to, he's sweating profusely. So anyway, long story short, uh, we go or they go to the hospital and um, that's when they start kind of ruling out. So I'm, I'm learning about all this. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like I'm in the dark. Like, it's very great thing. I knew there was an accident. You know, thank God that they didn't, you know, flip onto oncoming traffic, even kill themselves uh, in an accident. So I was very grateful for that. But, you know, why did he pass out? I'm thinking the same thing. This could be a heart attack, a stroke or an aneurysm. And then um, upon further testing, you know, they found out that he was having some dark blood in his stool. And that's when they dropped the bomb on my family, which was esophageal cancer. So it was uh, it was a hard pill to swallow. And um, at the time, I you know I of course I knew a lot about gut health, but I wasn't an expert in gut health. But um, I made it uh, you know my mission in life to learn as much about why my dad got sick. Like what was it? Why did he miss all these signs? Um, and what can we do to to you know prevent this from metastasizing because it didn't spread? And what can we do to save his life? You know, and, um, part of it I was excited because when we met the oncologist three days later, he literally said the cause of your dad's cancer was too much acid. I mean, it was crazy. Wow. I'm wearing my shirt, Molly. It says, "Get off your acid." Ooh, I'm giving a keynote address that night. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm giving a keynote address that night at the um, holistic, holistic Chamber of Commerce. So I'm literally talking about acid and inflammation and what it does to the body. And here this doctor says that. Um, 
So over the next few years, basically, um, I just became a massive investigator. Like any good investigator does, they follow the evidence. And I'm learning about what acid reflux is and what the cause is and what happens in the gut to create this and foods that help heal and foods that kill and all that stuff, right? Um, but I learned one of the most amazing things that a lot of people kind of don't even realize when they hear is that acid reflux is not caused by too much acid in your stomach. It's the opposite. It's caused by too little acid. So it was like just an incredible, uh, just an incredible journey, you know, um, about all this that I learned. And, um, you know, that that period that you spoke about in the hospital, um, it, was, it was my birthday on August 11th. And then um, literally I went back, uh, we went up to Connecticut to see my family, went back to New York City and got the call a couple of hours later that my dad um, had gone unconscious and they rushed him to the hospital. He was very weak the last few months. Um, so we basically all went up to the hospital, we gathered around, you know, we, we knew it was time to say goodbyes. Um, he wasn't conscious, but I knew he heard me. I knew he heard everything. And after all my family, you know, got to say their goodbye, I went up and I held his hand and I told him, I said, dad, I'm so sorry. I couldn't save you and help, help do more. I said, but I'm going to do everything in my power to prevent as many people from suffering the way that you did. And he passed right after that. So that's wow. become my mission in life right now. You know, if, if what we do today or if we, what we say today or anything that we impart on people can help one person change their life, you know, stop sugar, um, you know, change their gut health, whatever it might be, then this is what we have to do. And I'm not going to stop until we help as many people as possible. It's such a horrific moment that almost turned beautiful doing what you do, you know, so yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank and you. thank you for sharing. I have a question. Sure. This may be really silly, but oftentimes when I'm making, I'm using a very specific example, salad dressing, and people will say, well, you need to balance out your salad dressing if you're using olive oil and spices with an acid like lemon or apple cider vinegar. And so I do. I love apple cider vinegar. But when I hear that apple cider vinegar, I think, okay, as an acid, why is that not transferring into the body as an acid? And I hope that this is not a ridiculously silly question, but I need you, the expert on acid, to explain this to me. Why, if I have something that is acidic out of the body, does it turn alkaline in the body? Love this question. It's a brilliant question. It's a question that everybody needs to hear. And um, this is where so many people get it wrong. So um, first and foremost, what we want to care about in regards to the foods that we eat is not what it does outside the body. It's the effects that it has inside the body once it's metabolized. So let me give you an example. It's kind of like a little bit of a quiz. Um, so we have the four big citric acid fruits. We have lemons, limes, um, oranges, and grapefruits. Three of those are alkaline forming, not alkaline, right? Because we know they're all citric acid, right? If I cut my finger and I put all those, if I squeeze the juice of all four of those on my finger, it's going to burn because acid burns. Acid is corrosive, right? So if we take all four of those, three of them are alkaline forming to the body. One is acid forming to the body. Which one would you say is acid forming and why? I would say an orange. And I would say that's likely the sweetest of the four. You got it. Beautiful. That's Woo. it. hundred percent. So, so realize it's the sugar that creates the acidity inside the body. So when we look at food, we want to look at its mineral content. Four of those are high in minerals, vitamin C and magnesium and potassium. So that's good, right? Oranges are high in vitamin C. That's good. But when we look at the actual sugar content, lemons, limes, and even grapefruit are low sugar. Oranges are higher in sugar. And that is the difference. Sugar equals acid. Acid equals inflammation. That's what you need to know. Sugar metabolizes to lactic acid. When you look at the foods, you have to see how they metabolize into the body. 
things like dairy becomes is lactose, which becomes lactic acid, right? Um, teas and coffees have tannic acid. Uh, when you look at meat, it has phosphoric acid, sulfuric acid. Um, all these different types of foods, they metabolize into acidity. And what happens is your body's got to deal with it. So most of the time, our body can deal with it because our bodies are healthy. But listen, not in today's toxic age. We live in the most toxic age in human history. We are depleted of our minerals. We're depleted of our body's buffering system, which it needs to neutralize the acid. So we'll talk about the buffering system uh, in a second. So back to the apple cider vinegar and um, and the um, and the lemon juice. So yes, they're citric acid and they're acidic outside of the body, but when you actually consume them, they have a very alkalizing effect to the body. They help increase the production of hydrochloric acid in the stomach, right? Which is good. That's where we want acid. So I don't wanna confuse people. Acid in the stomach is good. Acidity, inflammation, toxicity in the rest of the body, bad. So we need <laughs> acid in the stomach. And maybe we'll talk about some gut health stuff later and talk about how critical having enough acid in the stomach is, because I really think it's one of the biggest causes of all disease in our body uh, because of the three things that it does downstream. Um, so we should talk about that. But yes, continue to use your apple cider vinegar, continue to use your lemon juice because it's really good. Now, oranges, I'm okay with you guys eating an orange. Why? Because yes, there's sugar in it, but there's also fiber and pulp. So when you eat that orange in its wholeness, the fiber and pulp is going to slow down how those sugars get metabolized in your body. So you're not going to have an insulin spike, all right? That fructose is not going to get shuttled right to your liver where it creates havoc and, and toxicity and all that. But what's happening? Um, most of us are drinking orange juice, thinking that this is a health food. Like, oh, my kid's sick. I'm going to give him or her orange juice. It's like the worst thing you can do. It's the worst thing you can get to your kids because orange juice is literally glorified sugar water. It's like a sugar you're rush. Taking not just, it's a sugar rush. Yeah. It's a sugar tsunami. You're, you're <laughs> taking not just one orange, but you're taking five oranges. You're juicing all that. You're discarding all the goodness in the pulp and all that. And now you're just left with the sugar. And it's crazy. Calorie for calorie, there's actually more fructose, which is a straight up liver toxin in orange juice than there is in a can of cola. Literally 18 grams per ounce wow. in orange juice compared to 1.7 grams in a can of cola. So this wow. is why we have to really look at the foods that we're, that we're eating and what effects they have on the body, right? Um, so in regards to salads, yes, I'm a huge fan of extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil, um, some good sea salt. And then what you can do is combine it with a little apple cider vinegar, some fresh lemon juice, um, but avoid the other vinegars because the other vinegars are high in yeast. And yeast is obviously an opportunistic it's like an opportunistic parasite, um, literally goes into the gut, goes into the, I do live blood cell testing. I've seen candida on literally every blood sample I've seen. Why is wow. that? Because every, everybody's got leaky gut, Molly. Everybody's got leaky mm -hmm. gut. Now, different degrees. I don't need to scare people by that, but some people have a little bit of leaky gut. Other, people's, other people have a lot of leaky gut. So what's in the gut should not go into the blood, all right? And vice versa. So we have this tight dam there that prevents that. So we eat food. All right, we break that food down, hopefully, and then we absorb that food. The body takes in those nutrients for uh, for the cells, for cellular health, for energy, right? And it kicks all the bad stuff out. Leaky gut is when those tight junctions, like a dam, become completely opened up. And now things that shouldn't get into the blood and the body now get in. Things like undigested food, undigested protein, yeast, fungus, mold, parasites, toxins, inflammation, and this is all the stuff that wreaks havoc downstream. So this is why gut health is critical. But again, you know, what goes up further upstream, even down to what you put on your plate, like the apple cider vinegar or the lemon juice, these are all such important things that we have to talk about. What about bottled water that has a pH of over eight or it's labeled alkaline water? I know there's a few very popular brands. Does that 
have an impact? Are you passionate about the water we consume or you kind of think it's BS? I'm passionate about the water we consume, but I'm not as passionate about alkaline water. There's a lot of hype about it. Um, first and foremost, I, I'm more passionate about not not having bottled water, you know, because uh, there's a German study I put in uh, Get Off Your Sugar. Uh, I think it was 24,500 literally toxins um, in the bottled water that we're drinking, one bottle of water. And obviously a couple of those are massive endocrine disruptors. They're going to just mess with our hormones. Um, obviously, you know, I'd rather have you get a bottle of water if you are like, you know, completely massively dehydrated, you need to drink, right? There's obviously exceptions to the rule, but uh, let's try to go um, without the bottle of water. But in terms of alkaline water, um, listen, there's really no downside I have to it. Um, I think pH is very important in terms of the water because it helps protect your digestive enzymes, um, also helps uh, with minerals and things like that. Uh, but um, as far as like my favorite type of water, I love hydrogen water, molecular hydrogen water. Uh, it's really, really powerful. First and foremost, you have to have clean water, right? Clean water is the most important because there are so many toxins in water. I mean, literally, I'm from New York City where they found Prozac in our drinking water. I mean, Prozac in our drinking water, the cleanest water in America, right? No. Well, where did that come from? It came from the urinary discharge of people taking the drug and ended up in our water supply. It's crazy. That's sickening. That is it's sickening. Maybe, maybe this is good for us crazy New Yorkers to have a little Prozac. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so, um, so we got to have clean filtered water. That's my most important thing. And then after that, we can do things to make that water have a more alkaline effect because water is neutral, right? So what I do from there is I'll take some lemon slices or some lime slices or some grapefruit and I'll do some fruit infused water because of the high mineral content. And that's going to alkalize the water and have many beneficial effects on our gut inflammation in our body. But if you want to make that water acid kicking, that's when I take our dehydrated powders like our acid kicking greens or our minerals. And I'll add that to the water, mix that up and then drink that. Or you can do a little pinch of Himalayan pink salt or Redmond real salt, one of my favorite salts. So that's kind of like what you can do, um, you know, with your water um, if you don't have anything. But I do recommend everybody invest if they can in some form of filtration possible. Um, whatever your budget is, whether it's 50 bucks or 400 bucks or, or two grand, there's different levels that you can do. But you got to just get that water clean. But hydrogen water is incredible because molecular hydrogen is something that your gut should make. But most of us don't make enough of it because our guts have become so acidic and so uh, just toxic from just years of abuse. So when we give our body this hydrogen water, um, it does so many amazing things. It's a massive anti-inflammatory. It's a selective um, antioxidant. So it goes after those bad um, uh, free radicals, not the good ones. And within 30 minutes, it gets to your brain and literally has a, an incredible effect on cognitive flexibility. Um, I've seen patients with Parkinson's who have literally been shaking, um, literally lose their intestinal tremors because of its lowering inflammation on the brain. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally not against uh, pH water. I think it's great. Um, I think the, I want to just emphasize the most thing is clean water. There's so many things you can do um, without buying any pH uh, balanced water to make that water more alkaline. Um, but then again, there's um, other things uh, in, in water that you can go for, like hydrogen, which I'm a big fan of. For listeners who are jotting these notes down, do you have a couple of brands off the cuff that you could recommend for a filtration system at home, whether it's on the faucet, the fridge, countertop, anything? My favorite um, is um, uh, Synergy Science. My very dear friend, uh, Dr. Paul Baratero, he wrote or he co-wrote both of the chapters in my book on water. Uh, he's a brilliant mind and um, really doing some amazing things. He has a great either countertop or ours goes under this under the sink, which comes up with a little filter. Um, so that is an amazing one. Uh, it's got a very robust filtration system. And like I said, it gets rid of all the fluorine, the chlorine, all the, all the bacteria, because you do not want fluorine in your fluoride, in your water, despite what you hear out there by your dentist. Uh, it dissolves 
hydrogen, you know, so every time you drink it, you're getting hydrogen water. So that's my favorite. Um, that'll run you, uh, you know, somewhere around like 25, 2700. And we can, we can get links for you if you guys want. Um, if you want something a little bit lower level, the Berkey, I think it's around three or $400, um, is a very good filtration. Again, what's the number one goal with water guys? Clean water. The Berkey for a few hundred bucks is going to give you very, very clean water. So that's another good one. So those are like kind of two of the, of the top ones that I would suggest. Uh, but listen, even if you, if that's not in your budget, even if you have like a, a $50 pitcher, that'll get some filtration that's better than nothing. Right. So my whole totally. philosophy is like, how can we, whatever decisions we're making right now, what can we do to make that a better option, better option, best option within your means. And the more um, decisions that we make or the, or the quality of the choices that we make that go towards progress, it's going to absolutely have a huge compounding effect over time on our health for sure. I'm nervous to ask, but does fluoride have a really large negative impact on the gut? Oh my God. It's going to, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a gut destroyer. I mean, sugar, I, I call like in, in get off your sugar. My book, I talk about WMDs weapons of mass destructions for the gut. So obviously wheat and gluten is one eating too much meat and bad quality meat because what destroys the gut more than anything, antibiotics, antibiotics, like sugar and gluten will like poke holes in your gut. Antibiotics are like a napalm bomb in your gut. It's like go walk, open door. And listen, there's sometimes we might need to do that. You know, um, I just posted uh, uh, my whole post-antibiotic recovery, how to heal and seal your gut wall after you get leaky gut, which is going to happen from antibiotics. So like, don't beat yourself up if you have to have an antibiotic, but there's other things you can do like sovereign silver, which is a natural antibiotic uh, or argentin 23. Um, they are antivirals, antibacterials, antifungals. And these are like the amazing things that you can use and maybe avoid the antibiotic, right? Um, but sometimes you have to have it and it literally just destroys the gut. Um, so those are like WM. So in the meat, why I brought that up is that we have to be careful about not what we're eating so much, though that's important too, but what we're eating is eating, right? Um, and also what is being given to the animals. So most of the livestock industry, 80% of the antibiotics are actually sold to the livestock. So, so many times we are buying meat and it actually has antibiotics and growth hormone and other toxic chemicals in it. So you just gotta be very, if there's one place I want people to spend their money and you're eating animal protein, that's where you gotta do it because um, you know, chicken, if it's conventionally grown chicken, it's the most inflammatory protein for the body, 40 times more uh, inflammatory than like a, a grass-fed chicken um, and will absolutely cause massive um, hormonal disruption. So just really know like the source. I think that's, impo that's important because you're eating meat, not knowing that that can actually affect gut health and leaky gut. Um, D would be dairy. Dairy is very acidic to the gut. We're the only mammals that consume another mammal's breast milk after weaning. Think about that. Thank right? you. It's crazy. Yes. yes. I mean, this cows don't even drink cow's milk. Why the hell do we? Exactly. This post is the post that I saw of yours that I was like, okay, I need him on the podcast. Like <laughs> I've loved your stuff for so long and everyone thinks I'm nuts for being dairy free. I'm like, when you really think about it, it's disgusting and it's so inflammatory. So thank you. Am, am I, why they think you're nuts? Because everyone's supposed to have milk. Everyone's supposed to grow yeah, strong. Yeah. Milk, it does the body good. Give me the give me the white mustache. No, give me the green mustache, right? It's the <laughs> lobby industry. We we have yes. been, this is, I mean, I, I had an interview earlier today and we were talking about the label changes and look at over the last 40 years, what have we seen in all these different foods? No fat, low fat. Yep. No fat, low fat. 
One of the worst things you can do is avoid fat. You need fat for your hormones. Without without fat, you can't make hormones, right? Right. It's, totally. it's crazy. You need cholesterol to protect your brain. Yet we live in this culture where you gotta, if your cholesterol is over 200, you gotta go on a statin drug. No, if your cholesterol is over 200, you're in the ideal range, mm-hmm. right? It's the same thing with, with the milk industry. They have created this powerful lobby and I don't wanna get political, but I guess we have to get political here, um, which is which is like milk does not do your body good. My kids never had cow's milk ever. You know, we started them. Um, uh, I'm sorry, you said it was your, your daughter or son? Son. So what's his name? Oliver. Oliver. So Oliver's eight months old right now. And, yes. and that's when we started our kids on green juice. So our kids wow. were breastfed. Um, yeah. And, and you know, those first six months are critical because the baby's getting yeah. all of its nutrition through mommy. So it's very important what mommy's doing, getting enough omega-3 fatty acids, minerals like magnesium, probiotics, and things like that. Um, but we started both of our kids months on green juice. And literally, like you can actually create the DNA of your children. And literally the first seven years of their life is so important for what's going to happen later on. Um, so that's when we started. And, and it was so important that we did that. Um, but yeah, so these are all like kind of weapons of mass destruction. But fluoride, it's it's like an antibiotic. It just goes in and destroys. Um, you should you should have uh, Dr. Jerry Kiratola on your podcast. He's amazing. He's a, one of my closest friends and mentors. I and mean, all the toothpaste out there that everybody's using are just loaded with toxic chemicals. But you know, we got to give our kids the blue sparkly toothpaste. Like, no, like the stuff that's in it will blow your mind. So um, yeah, I mean, it's it's such an important topic. But these are all things that we don't even think about that are on un- that unknowingly or unknowingly for some of us are causing massive gut disruption. Hmm. In the very beginning of the episode, I remember you were talking about how detrimental antibiotics are, and I planned to have a very natural, no epidural, holistic, all the things birth. Did not go that way. I had a super scary, very gnarly, like emergency C-section, and I was given antibiotics without even like, honestly, without even knowing what was going on. I was just like yeah. lying there. And the conventional doctors, throughout my whole life have always been prescribing antibiotic after antibiotic. Oh, you have like an ear ache, not even an infection, an ache here, take a, whatever, whatever is like a baseline antibiotic, which is why we switched to being, to seeing a holistic doctor, but that's a different story. The awesome. point is, um, when I had these antibiotics after having that operation, my first thought was like, shoot, like I just probably destroyed my gut. And now I'm going to be breastfeeding or pumping or whatever for my baby. And like, I don't want that to be seeping in to him. And I was looking a lot into like ways to combat this. And there was way more information on the internet coming back at me about how antibiotics are the way to go opposed to like, here are really good holistic solutions. Curious, like if someone has to take an antibiotic, I know you mentioned silver before. Uh, Sovereign silver or Argentin 23. Yeah. The ingredient is the ingredient is bioactive silver hydrosol. It's the same company. Argentin is just a little stronger than the sovereign silver. Yeah. Okay. And so for someone who's listening to this and had just taken the antibiotic and they have no idea that this even impacted their gut and now they're like, shit, what do I do? What are like the steps in which this can be fixed? All right, cool. This is awesome. So glad you brought this up. And by the way, um, we went through the same exact thing. Uh, We had like a birthing group that we did for how many weeks before. And one of the things we had to do is write down like 20 cars of all the things you want in your ideal birth, right? Uh, So we wanted obviously, you know, no drugs and uh, you know, uh, skin to skin right after and daddy cutting the all that stuff. Right. All um, it. yeah, we got one on the list. We had to have a C-section as well. Um, the baby went pipe breach. So that's when the baby goes upside down. So the head's up here now, not head down, but now the feet are up here as well. So the baby was like in a U 
And I'm a chiropractor as well. So I do something called the Webster technique. I literally turned probably 30 babies from a gentle adjustment on the table right there when they were, when they were in a breach position. Of course, I'm the big failure uh, for my, for both my kids. Cause both kids were like breach. I think it was just the way Chelsea, both. my wife's uh, you know, body was, cause she was a dancer and um, I couldn't turn them. I felt like such a massive failure, but listen, it is no. what it is, right? Yes, exactly. Um, God's in control of all this. So we had to have a C-section antibiotics are given because you have no choice. You're in a hospital setting. You have right. to do these things. Um, but that's okay. Like, don't beat yourself up over it. There, there are times we have to do these things and that's part of life. It's all about what we do after that and mm -hmm. having, and that's why um, I'm looking at Lauren Bosick, just getting confidential. Um, she had the same thing where she had a, a procedure and, um, and she had to be given an antibiotic. So she reached out to me right away, right away. She's like, Dr. D I need your leaky gut protocol because the faster you do it, the less insult those antibiotics have on your gut. So I'm going to give you a few different things that, um, and, and a couple of products that I like. I have no affiliation to the products, just FYI, but they're products that help that I use with my patients. So um, if I can say a couple of brand names, I will to help people. Yeah, um, thank you. But first, in, in, in both of my books, there's something called a Candida protocol, which is also a leaky gut protocol. So what I would do first is this leaky gut protocol. You're going to get the Sovereign Silver. Get like a, a 32 ounce jar of it. It's a little pricey. Um, uh, it's a little less expensive than the Argentin. So get like a bottle of that. And then you want to get a bottle of liquid aloe vera. So the company George's Aloe is a really good one or like Lily of the Valley. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take a tablespoon of the silver and a tablespoon of the aloe, mix them together, and then drink that on an empty stomach three times a day for two weeks. So one tablespoon of silver, one not colloidal silver, all right? Oh, it's got to be bioactive silver hydrosol. One tablespoon of silver, one tablespoon of liquid aloe, so George's aloe. Mix it together, drink it on an empty stomach. It tastes like water. Do that three times a day and do that for two weeks, right? The aloe vera is very healing to the gut wall and to the whole microbiome, and it actually protects the silver down the esophagus, past the acid in the stomach, into the gut microbiome. Then it lets it go, and that's where silver does all work. Silver is a, a powerful, I mentioned before, antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal. So it's going to kill any bad pathogens that don't belong there. So you're not only strengthening your gut, you're healing and sealing that gut wall, but you're also helping eradicate any bad pathogens that are actually contributing to leaky gut. So that leaky gut uh, protocol is amazing. I would start with that. Um, one step back, we have to eat healthy, right? Something so important because we talk about supplements a lot. You cannot supplement your way out of a crap diet, CRAP, completely refined and processed, right? So yes. we have to eat healthy. We have to eat a strength eating diet. Um, it's so, so important. I'm not saying that you have to give up all the foods that you love, but let's find better versions of the foods that we love and let's get those four macros. We could talk about that uh, later, but again, I want to just emphasize that now we have to have a really good diet so that we can support anything that we're doing, because if we're going to do this leaky gut protocol and now we're putting in sugar and gluten, uh, and artificial sweeteners, you're just going to recreate. It's like the dog chasing its tail. You're going to keep recreating more of that and you're wasting time, energy, and money, right? So good diet, strength eating diet. We want to do that two-week leaky gut protocol. Now for the actual microbiome to strengthen it, you need a really good probiotic. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there. I like Megaspore Biotic by Microbiome, uh, microbiome Labs. I like Thrive uh, Probiotic. Um, there's spore-based probiotics, which are really good. Um, I'm also about switching up your probiotics. Um, sometimes like a Clara Labs has a good like terrain-based probiotic to build up your good gut army. 
But like in the beginning, most people have a lot of leaky gut. They have pathogens that they don't know about in there. So this is why it's so important that we test our gut, right? That's my mantra, test, don't guess. So you know what's in there. Don't wait for the toothache to come up before you start brushing and flossing, right? Same thing. Don't wait for the gut to break down and have downstream problems before we find out it's an, uh, an issue. So um, I'm about switching up the probiotics, but in the beginning, I like one of those spore-based probiotics. And usually I take two at my largest meal of the day. Um, and then um, something just to heal and seal the gut wall, like an L-glutamine. Um, there's a lot of different good products like that. Um, and that will actually uh, protect the gut wall. Hydrogen as well is really good for the gut after an antibiotic. Because hydrogen, we just talked about before, um, and you can get them in little tablets too, Molly. It doesn't have to be the whole filter. You can buy them in tablets, but it's you're not, it's, it becomes more expensive over time, right? But if you just want to get one tablet of hydrogen, um, molecular hydrogen in a glass of water, there's a lot of good brands out there. Hydrogen can actually build up the anaerobic microflora, right? The, the, the good guys in your gut could build that up faster than an antibiotic could break it down. So when someone goes on antibiotics, everyone's like, oh, take a probiotic. Yeah, you should take a probiotic, but like a probiotic can't touch the damaging effects that an antibiotic does to your gut. So the combination of all these things is what helps. And obviously we've got to get chlorophyll into the gut. Chlorophyll has a very high alkalizing effect. So, um, and it's the, it's the core of what I call a, a strength eating diet. So I want you to think like more green juice, uh, green smoothies, green soups, salads, vegetables. Um, you know, you can make fresh greens, but again, I love um, our, our powders because they're so easy and cost effective. Every morning I wake up, I take a scoop of my green powder right in my water, boom. Within 30, my kids do it too. Within 30 seconds, you have five to nine servings of these organic greens into the blood and it just alkalizes the back. It heals the gut wall um, and lowers inflammation. So that's kind of like the core of, of what the leaky gut protocol is. It is very powerful. It works. Some people might need more than that. Some people might need less because it's not one size fits all. We all have different stuff going on right. in there. But as a general rule of thumb, if you did that, did that and nothing else, you're going to be in a much better position. I need to get on this green juice supplement and I need to get Oliver on that when he is of age. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll send, I'll send you some. Yeah, send me your address. Oh, I'll send you some. Happy to. Thank you. Question for you. So I took a stool test to see where my gut was because I felt, honestly, I did feel really lousy that I had to have those antibiotics and I just wanted to see where I was. For someone who maybe that's not accessible to them or they're not able to, and they're thinking, do I have leaky gut? You know, sometimes I feel bloated. Sometimes I feel sluggish. Like there's so many symptoms that honestly align with so many diseases or problems. How do you really know you have leaky gut? Or is it better to just assume that you do because we're all so effed? Well, yeah, I can answer that. Everybody does have it um, and to, to different degrees, right? And the reason why I say that is, is that um, we are just under toxic burden. Um, we've never been more toxic in human history uh, between what we're drinking, the foods that we're eating, um, the air that we're breathing, uh, and, and above and beyond that, the stress, right? Like stress outweighs anything you can eat or drink a million times to one in terms of it destroying the gut. Because when we're stressed, your body doesn't go inwards and focus on growth and repair. It's like, I live in Naples, Florida now, and a few months ago, we had a really bad hurricane. When that hurricane comes, you're not gonna remodel your kitchen, right? No, you're gonna, you're gonna board up the windows, you're gonna fight that hurricane, or you're gonna run, or you're gonna freeze. And it's the same thing. When you're in this, like, in this emotional stress state, and we all have stress, your body doesn't care about digesting its food. It doesn't care about its immune system. So when you, so you don't produce the hydrochloric acid. You have to understand is that you're not what you eat, you're what you digest, absorb, and assimilate. So now we're not digesting our food because the body doesn't care about that right now. So now that like 
you eat that avocado, which is God's butter. It's like my favorite food, but you're not digesting that avocado. So it doesn't get fully broken down into that little particle. So now that your gut can take into the body for fuel. So that, that avocado, which is like a bigger, a bigger avocado. Now your gut says that looks like an avocado, a Daryl avocado, but no, that's not. I'm going to attack that because I think that's non-self. I think it's a foreign, a foreign invader. And now that becomes a food sensitivity. So, so many people are literally eating foods unknowingly that are driving up the bloating, the indigestion, constipation. And they think that the food's healthy because we all know that avocados are healthy. I'm not saying avocados are bad. They may, they might not be good for me now in this moment because of what's going on in my gut. That is why Molly, I'm such a huge proponent of testing. I mean, the two tests that I do with all my clients, and I coach people all over the world, but um, especially in, in, in our country here, I'll send them the two kits. Uh, one's a stool sample kit called the GI map. And the other one is a food sensitivity test because those two tests will tell me everything that's going on with the microbiome. But if yeah. you can't do those tests for, for whatever reasons, um, just assume that there is leaky gut. Assume that you have to work on your gut health. And how should you approach that? Let's approach that in three buckets. Let's look at our diets. Let's look at the supplements that we're taking or not taking. And let's look at how we're managing stress. So in terms of our diet, right? Are we eating too much sugar? Are we eating too much gluten? Are we not getting a good quality of meat? We're eating too much meat, right? Because if we eat too much meat, which most Americans do, the average American is getting five times the amount of animal protein. And animal protein is important. It's important for the hydrochloric acid, but too much, it actually turns to sugar in your body. It's called gluconeogenesis. It happens in your liver. So my, my husband's going to freak out. He's going to hear that and be like, no, he yeah, loves crazy, meat. crazy, right? Yeah. So no more than two to four ounces per meal. After that, then it becomes an issue. So meat should be the sideshow, not the main event, right? Um, so, um, so that's so that's obviously uh, it's very important to look at the diet um, and start to you know it's not about like deprivation. I don't believe in deprivation. You know, I tried so many years to beat my sugar addiction by like quitting and stopping, and it just doesn't work because sugar is sugar is so addictive. I mean, it's eight times more addictive than cocaine. I think that's why the average American is consuming about 130 pounds of it every year. It's insane. That's uh, 30, insane. It's insane. 38 teaspoons a day. I mean, your liver can't metabolize more than six. So it just becomes obviously a, a liver toxin. I mean, it's, we got to call for what it is. It's a drug. It's become America's drug of choice. So um, we have to do that in moderation. You need to get like those fiber rich, slow burning carbs in your diet. Things like quinoa, wild rice, getting rid of the grains, but wild rice, which is a grass, quinoa is a seed. Um, uh, sweet potatoes, root vegetables, winter squash, spaghetti squash, yams, things like that, right? Um, so more of those, half of a cup per meal, not to exceed more than one cup a day. So like those are my four macros. Like you got to get the greens, got to get those healthy fats, avocados, raw nuts and seeds, some good oils, moderate protein, and then you have to get those fiber-rich, slow-burning carbs. So diet's the first part. And what I do, Molly, when I teach my clients is like, don't worry about like ditching the sugar for now. Just start to add more of these foods that strengthen your body. As you add more of these foods that strengthen your body from the inside out and strengthen your energy, what's going to happen is you're going to, it's going to start to stack. And over time, you're going to see that flip happen. The good will outweigh the bad. So it might take a little longer, but naturally your body will get off sugar because you're actually replacing it with good alkaline foods that actually mineralize your body. So that's diet. Then obviously supplements. You have to approach supplements the right way. We talked about the leaky gut um, and then ways to manage stress. You know, going for a walk, you know, detaching from our cell phones, if you can, you know, Saturday is our day where, you know, I'll still be on my phone, but I'm not like working or try not to. Um, 
definitely guilty as charged, but like, you know, we try to do less of that and find our balance, like forest bathing, you know, meditation. Um, I'm a huge fan of Joe Dispenza. So I love doing meditation, brain tap, Dr. Patrick Porter. Um, one yes. of my most favorite. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, um, very, I really want to get into tapping. Patrick. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, one of my dearest friends. Yep. I yeah, am he's amazing. so determined this year. I have two goals. One, start doing more things that are like truly for my self like it sounds ridiculous but really empowering myself and two that's not learning. ridiculous molly that that is awesome when you're on that plane they say put your mask on first so you can help oliver right so you got to take care of you because if you can't take care of you you can't do this right now you can't do everything else i'm telling you i i i felt i almost died last year when i had mold toxicity i got mold poisoning really really bad and when you lose your health and i never mm -hmm. i never had that before i was always like you know this like strong guy and strength and blah 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 and I got taken out by the mold so bad. And um, there was a point where I didn't think I was like coming back. And, you know, at that point you just kind of surrender and um, you just kind of surrender to your faith and and you just, you do what you need to do. And it was an amazing uh, story. Not to, not to get into that one now, but um, I learned so much. I learned so much about me and who I am. And, and I, what I really learned about myself was that here I am, Dr. Daryl teaching everybody balance, but I was way out of balance. You know, I was eating healthy. I was taking supplements. Uh, I was biohacking, but I was running my 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 body physically, emotionally into the ground, and um, I didn't stop. And my grandmother once said to me, "Even a horse needs rest," and and it caught up to me. And um, we moved into this house in Newport Beach that we didn't didn't know had high levels of mold, and um, it affected me and my son very very much wow. um, because mold mold is opportunistic. Like you don't get sick from COVID, nor do you do from mold. Your body has to be able to receive it. You know, you go to the beach the day after a hurricane, what are you going to find? Some houses are fine. Other houses are destroyed. Well, mm -hmm. it's the same beach. It was the same hurricane, same beach, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's all about our biologic terrain. And I learned so much in, in that moment and over the, the last you know year and a half um, about really what true balance is and what true health is. And um, these are the things that we truly need to be talking about, you know, spending mm -hmm. more time with your family, um, getting, getting out of, of work when you can, whatever it is for you, you have to find your balance, putting your why front and central, you know, mm -hmm. what is your why? What is your purpose in life? Well, to lose weight. Well, that's okay. But that's a superficial why. Like, what is that deep down? Why? Like I, I see my five-year-old and eight-year-old. It's like, man, that's my why. Like I see my, my dad who passed away from cancer. Like that's my why, you know, and, and helping people out there who are, people are suffering right now. Like people are depressed and have anxiety and people are not doing well. And it's the law of the matter. They're just, they've gotten used to it. Like we need help. We've never needed more in human history. So we got to band together. We got to get off our island and be together. And when we do that, we can get ourselves back. And um, thankfully, you know, I'm very blessed. I was able to come back strong. And um, so these are the things that, you know, we, yeah, thank God. Thank God. So I'm sorry. I forgot what you were talking. Go back to what you're talking about. I kind of derailed us there for a second. No, no. I just, I really, my two goals for 2023 were doing th more things for self-care and learning how to properly tap. I think it is mm. fascinating. And that is so cool that you guys are friends. I've heard like people can tap themselves out of an allergic reaction. And I, I want to, I want to get to that level. I really do. Tapping is tapping is amazing. Um, because we're so stuck in our sympathetic nerve system overdrive. We are literally bathing we are in this state of constant chronic physical, emotional, chemical, EMF stress. It's bombarding us from every level. So we are living in this sympathetic, it's like fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. The opposite of sympathetic is parasympathetic, which is rest and digest. And one's not more important than the other. They're equally important, but most of us are completely out of balance, right? So 
this is the importance of the vagus nerve, right? You've heard of the vagus nerve, right? The vagus nerve is, uh, you know, cranial nerve that comes down into your gut. We all know that 80% of your nerve system lives in your gut, vagus nerve, right? So how do we get more vagal tone, more parasympathetic? How do we get more out of that sympathetic fight or flight state into that rest and digest mode? Tapping is a very powerful way. I love it. It's it's so amazing. I used to have back in my wellness center in New York City, we used to have tapping classes. It was amazing. Um, and we saw so many healing, uh, healing transformations happen, but this is something that you can learn to do on yourself. There's other ways to kind of get into that parasympathetic state. I love um, heart math. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Uh, it's um, something you clip on your ear and you plug in your phone and you literally will see the rhythm of your heart and the coherence of your brain. And when you're stressed, it becomes red, but then you start to focus on your breathing and you get deeper breathing, you oxygenate, you think of good positive things and it goes from red to blue to green. Wow. Now your brain is in coherence. And when you're in coherence, you're in the present moment. This is what Joe Dispenza talks about. Yeah. I'm sure you know the, the question, what came first, chicken or the egg? I'm curious what you think, what came first, mental illness of like depression, anxiety, or leaky gut, really unhealthy gut? What's contributing to what? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And I think it's an important topic we have to talk about because we've seen so much of this, especially over the last two years. Um, and I think it's both, you know, um, I can tell you from a gut perspective, most doctors do not look at the gut. Um, if you went to a doctor and you said, doc, I have anxiety, I'm dealing with depression, they're going to put you on um, either Xanax or Ativan um, or some kind of a some kind of a drug. And listen, if you're in a state where, you, where you're, you're, you're having a really tough time, and you need to do that for a short period, like a month or so, listen, just get back the control and the certainty. And while you're doing that, then start to fill in the gaps and address the underlying cause. So there's nothing wrong with doing that. Don't feel bad if you have to do that. Obviously, um, medication should be the last resort always. We always try to do this naturally first. But listen, I'm not against medication. Medication has saved my parents' lives and me many times, right? Um, but we have to know where it's placed. Medicine is not healthcare, it's crisis care right? There's nothing healthy and caring about this sick care system that we built right now, but we have it when we need it. It's the crisis. But right now we have to look at the gut because when our gut becomes very acidic and toxic, there's something called um, um, endotoxins where, um, have you heard of LPS before, lipopolysaccharides? I have not. Okay. So look at your gut like a garden, right? You have good guys, like the flowers in the garden, and you have like the weeds. These are the bad guys. And when I do my testing, one of the things we look at is the state of your gut microbiome, right? How healthy is your strong gut army? Unfortunately, most tests that I do, they're in a very depleted state. And most people don't know that. And this is also important for your immune system because 80% of your immune system lives in your gut. So, so your gut is like a garden where you want lots of the flowers, don't want lots of the weeds, all right? Again, most of us, the weeds are overtaken, are overtaken the garden. Um, so these bad bacteria, over 50% of them, produce an endotoxin, which is endo means within the gut, exotoxin is something from the outside. And so within your gut, these bad bacteria are making toxic chemicals, toxic bacteria called LPS that leaks in through the gut, goes up to the brain, causes inflammation, and the pathology that it causes is anxiety and depression and other things like brain fog. We have to understand is that there is this gut-brain connection. And we have to address it because if we don't, we're not addressing the root cause. And here's the craziest thing. If we don't get to that root cause and we keep on dealing with this anxiety and depression, we don't address the leaky gut, the endotoxins, the bad inflammatory bacteria, whatever it is that's causing it, that pathway will continue into things like Parkinson's, um, dementia. It's the same pathology. All it is is more damage accumulated in the brain and then it can't go back. It can't be reversed. Wow.
I have never, ever heard someone break it down the way that you just did. And I feel like there should be a light bulb of my head right now that just turned on. That's fascinating. People always say there's a connection between gut health and brain health, but like, why, you know, like explain to me and like you so clearly did. I'm pulling that clip. That's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. And listen, what Hippocrates, Hippocrates, father of modern medicine said, look to the gut. It's the cause of all disease. It is. There's a couple of things I say before that I said, yes, look to the gut, look to the hydrochloric acid, because as we get older, we don't get stronger. We get a little weaker. We don't get faster. We get a little slower. We don't produce more hydrochloric acid in our stomach. We produce less. Again, back to my father, the cause of reflux, not too much acid, too little acid, contrary to what we might think, because we know acid burns. So yes, it's the acid causing the burning or the throat burn, which I had when I had the molds. Um, it could go up into the sinuses, the inner ears, brain fog. These are all things I experienced when I had mold toxicity uh, because of the gut got destroyed. Um, but low hydrochloric acid is critical because not only can it cause things like reflux, it can cause the proliferation of something called H. pylori, which is a very dangerous bacteria that can cause ulcers um, and lead to other forms of things, eventually even something like esophageal cancer, because that's what happened to my dad. How did he pass out at that steering wheel or at the window driving 70 miles per hour? That acid is so corrosive. It literally corroded his esophageal lining and he was bleeding out from the inside out. He had to get wow. two transfusions at the hospital. So low acid causes three things. I'll rip through them quickly. Number one, when we eat our food, we can't digest our food. Remember, you're not what you, what you eat, you're what you digest, absorb, and assimilate. So now we're not breaking that food down to get it into our, our body, into the cells. Now we get malnourishment. So even if you're eating a healthy organic diet, your cells are starving. We're malnourished. Low energy is the first symptom of acidosis and this inflammatory process. Number two, we don't digest our food. We get food sensitivities. That's the second problem. Number three, now the acid in the stomach is the first line of defense. When we're drinking water, breathing air, eating food, there's always stuff in that. Who knows what it is? You don't need to be in a third world country barefoot to get a parasite. I see parasites all the time. But if that pathogen is hitting that acid in the stomach, if we have enough acid there, then boom, it's dead on demand. It's not going to make it into the microbiome. But why do we see so many different forms of, on, these, on the GI map test that I do, I'm seeing viruses, I'm seeing uh, inflammatory bacteria like C. diff, uh, salmonella, I'm seeing pseudomonas, I'm seeing citrobacteria, I'm seeing different sorts of parasites like Giardia, H. pylori. I mean, we see it all. It's, it's crazy, Candida. Um, and it's there because of the low acid. So those three things are what's driving up this massive inflammatory process in the body. If you have thyroid issues, hypothyroidism, most people don't realize that the major cause of that is low acid in the stomach. But what are all the doctors doing? They're putting all these different drugs in that. Again, let's leave aside that aspect of it because sometimes you might need it. But what we have to do is make sure we have sufficient levels of acid. That's why minerals, apple cider vinegar are so important. Literally get a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, drink it with a little water on an empty stomach every single day. That's going to help you build up your, unless you have acid reflux, don't do it then because that'll, not the time to do it. But um, it's so important because that's going to help build up the hydrochloric acid. But if we have low levels and we eat our food, and we can't break down those nutrients that the thyroid needs, like selenium, iodine, magnesium, vitamin C. Like that's the reason why thyroid is not functioning. The thyroid just doesn't dip for its own reason because it does so. No, there's a reason why. We got to find the cause. And most doctors are treating the symptoms if that. They're not investigating and they're not looking deeper inside the body to find out where is this problem coming from. And once we know, then we can put together a laser-focused uh, solution to actually fix the problem in the first place so that we don't suffer for the rest of our life. Preach. Dr. Daryl, you are... <laughs> you are.
So right. Yes. All right. So let's get granular. What are three foods that you would recommend to any client who is maybe at their peak gut health? Like there's nothing wrong with them, but they want to make sure they're getting the best foods. And what are the three best supplements? Okay. So foods, um, does green juice classify as a food or do you want the actual food? Let's do food. And for green juice, when you have celery, are you only buying organic? We always go to the farmer market and we always buy organic. We, yeah, it's kind of become something that we just, we feel like we have to do this. You know, there's the dirty dozen, the clean 15 that you yeah. can follow. So if it has like a, if it has like a heavy, like a, like a watermelon, maybe not as talk, it's still, it's still in, in, in the obviously watermelon, right. But something like a celery or something that's more exposed, um, I would absolutely do your best to buy organic for sure. And another question for you about green juice, spinach. A lot of articles, experts, which is in air quotes, whatever, are saying that spinach could actually be detrimental because of the oxalates. Yeah. Speak to that because I really don't yeah. know what to believe. That's like a big question mark for, for me. And I don't want to give Oliver like the wrong yeah. thing. Yeah. Spinach is, it's like my, it, that was going to be probably my first one. I love spinach. It's what I call an acid kicking food. It's a neutral green. It's not really greeny. So like it's great for kids. Um, and it's so versatile to what you can use. And I, I wrote a whole page in my book about this actual topic because I'm literally so sick of hearing it. The spinach is such a food that so many people are not eating because of this. Remember, it's it's all about what's happening in the gut, all right? Um, there are certain bacteria that you need to break down the oxalates. So there's a specific bacteria in the gut called oxalate formagens that literally breaks this down so that you don't have that issue. So the issue is not with the spinach, the issue is with the gut. So again, like um, I don't, I don't tell people to to leave out the spinach. Like you can have it in a more digestible form, which is green juice would be better. But you should be fine with spinach. And when you eat the spinach, pay attention to your body, see how it feels. But um, if you're having any issues with that, or a doctor told that to you, you have to really actually look at your gut because the issue is with your gut bacteria, not with the spinach. I'm so glad I asked that because what a definitive answer. I was yeah. scared. What if you were like, oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you and, and that's know. it. It's like if aliens came down and kidnapped us, they say that like we are we are bacteria and viruses in our suit. You have 10 times more bacteria in your body than you have human cells and 100 times more viruses, right? We're So in COVID, like we were like made to be afraid of bacteria. It's insane. Like let's wear these crazy masks. Like no, no, like let's build up our immune system, not breathe in our carbon dioxide gas, which is going to make our blood more acidic, which will actually compromise our immune system. Um, albeit it didn't block the virus anyway. It's like taking sand and throw it through a fence. So again, we don't need to get into COVID and all that. But I like love your analogies. Point, They're so good. <laughs> thank you. But like, that's the point, which is like, we've got to take care of our gut. You know, if you take care of your gut, it'll take care of you. We cannot wait for the symptom to show up. It's too late by then. And thank God our bodies are so forgiving. So I love green juice. Um, I love smoothies. It's it's the core of, of my diet when I wake up. Um, I love avocados. Um, I think it's such a powerful food, um, easily to digest as well. Um, I think that is a really good thing. Um, coconut oil is very, very powerful. So I would literally just, uh, if you're having any candida, if you're having thrush on your tongue, white tongue, that's coming from your gut. That's a yeast infection from your gut. I would literally take a scoop of coconut oil um, on a spoon, eat it every single day. Just literally swallow it. Um, not coconut oil pull, just swallow it because coconut oil is really good for the gut. It's also very powerful antifungal. So it goes in and will destroy candida. So that's obviously something that I really like. I mean, there's, there's so many foods that I love. Uh, you know, we do a lot of green soups uh, as well. Um, we do stir fries, but I would say like, um, I, I love intermittent fasting. Um, you know, most days I'm doing two meals a day on Saturday. I'll do what's called the feast day where I'll, I'll do three day, uh, three meals 
Um, you don't want to intermittent fast really every day because you can trick the body into thinking that it's starving. So you want to you want to mix it up again. Diet variation. So How are you I mean, there's so many coffee and tea. Um, coffee is something that is very important um, for a few different reasons. All right, what's the pro what's the big problem with coffee? There's a lot of health benefits to coffee. It's so acidic. I would say it's acidic. Okay, cool. It's so it's so acidic. Yeah, I mean it is massively acidic, and that creates inflammation the second the second you drink it. Um, so hang on, coffee drinkers. Don't worry, I got I got good stuff for you. I'll never forget when Kelly Ripper first came to me in 2014, and she went on the show after. Um, she came in with her daughter, um, who was uh, who was feeling sick after summer camp, but she wasn't feeling great either uh, for a while. And we just started kind of asking questions, and I basically just started to alkalize and put them on my detox. And within a few days, she was like, she felt so good and had so much energy. All her aches and pains went away. She's like, this is crazy. I went to see Dr. Darrell, blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, but I'm still drinking my coffee and didn't tell him. So that's up until that moment, Molly, like I was like, don't drink coffee. Don't drink coffee. Don't drink coffee. It's like, it's insane. 85% of people drink coffee and love it. And they're not giving it up no matter what Dr. Darrell says. Um, so in that moment, I just started investigating coffee. I realized that it did have many benefits, but the one big downside was its acidity. Um, so we'll talk about how to counterbalance that. But the other problem with coffee is that the coffee bean is the most heavily sprayed crop in the, in the world. 92% of it um, is loaded with pesticides, oh. herbicides, and fungicides and mold. Oh my gosh. So I, I think it's think very important. Yeah. I think it's very important that you buy organic coffee and ideally mold free if you can. Um, so I think that's something that you want to try to do. Any brand recommendations? Yeah. Um, purity is a really good mold free coffee. Um, if you're an espresso fan, they have like one or two organic ones. I think the, the green one, the Virtua, you can do like a double shot of espresso, which I'll do from time to time. It's not mold free though. So I don't drink that one as often. Um, I never was a coffee drinker. And, um, when Kelly said that I'm like, light bulbs, I'm like, it's not about deprivation. It's not about saying this food's bad for me. I'm going to stop eating or drinking it. Right. It's about finding ways to neutralize the badness in that food or finding a better version of that food. So it literally took us five years and two big failed attempts, but we created a product called, here it is, acid kicking coffee right here. So this is a powder that you add to your coffee. So you can drink whatever coffee you love. You add this to your coffee and what this does, it neutralizes all the acid in the coffee. So now you benefit from all the upside of the coffee minus that downside. And it's amazing. We have these amazing flavors. It's got healthy keto fats like coconut oil, MCT oil. So it creams the coffee. It's got your, um, your acid fighting minerals, which neutralizes the acid. If you're looking to lose a little weight or, or increase your metabolism, we have some plant-based enzymes in there and some Himalayan salt wow. for sugar craving. So that is like, that product is changing the coffee industry. It's amazing. And um, we have a black coffee optimizer as well. In fact, Ryan, uh, who had reflux, he talked about this on the show, Ryan Seacrest. So I can talk about this. Uh, he started drinking our at our black coffee alkalizer um, because it doesn't change the taste of your coffee and it got rid of his reflux. So, um, wow. so, so yes, you can drink your coffee, but it's got to be acid kicking coffee. You need to turn your next cup of coffee into acid kicking coffee. Otherwise, every time you do it, it's a liver suppressor, it's an adrenal suppressor, and it's just going to drain the body. Um, so that's my deal on coffee. You can do it. Just make sure you, you find a better source um, and good water. Like you go out to these uh, these coffee shops, like they're probably using tap water. You know, so and that's right. Yeah. You know, so like, I like to support like our local, you know, if we're going to a coffee shop, like our local 
uh, coffee shops, but like if we're drinking coffee, do it at home because at home you can control the water, you can control the coffee and you can add what you want into it. Um, so that's coffee. And you want to know my top three supplements you said? I know. I'm sorry. I cut you off. You intermittent fast Sunday oh. to Friday, Saturday, you switch it up. And if you were to have coffee, you would add your acid kicking powder, foods, yeah, so green juice, smoothies, avocado, coconut oil. I'm recapping. Sprouts and sprouts, broccoli sprouts. sprouts. Yep. Number love that. why I love sprouts. It's a living food. It's a, it's a, it's a living food and you can grow them at home. Very inexpensive, just seeds. Literally we lived in Manhattan, no sunlight in our kitchen. I could grow within seven days, a huge jar of amazing sprouts. That's um, amazing. It's amazing. Farmers markets have them amazing. My son braided. I mean, I have these crazy videos. I got to do like a, a throwback and show this on Instagram. He was just grabbing sprouts and start shoving them down his face. It was crazy. I love it. But why sprouts are so powerful is that they're 30 times more um, nutritious than their vegetable counterparts. So broccoli sprouts, because the concentration are 30 times more nutritious than broccoli. It's incredible. Plus broccoli sprouts, the number one anti-cancer fighting food in the world. And I'll throw them in my smoothies. I'll throw them in wraps. We'll throw them on if we're having some grass-fed eggs that we made with some coconut um, oil. We'll put them on top of the eggs with a little olive oil like that. So again, like these are so many cool things that, that you can do just to kind of really kick acid in the body. Uh, so I intermittent fast on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Wednesday, I do more of what's called like a warrior fast where I'll do like, I'll push my fast to like 18, 20, or sometimes 24 hours. Um, and then Thursday and Friday, go back to my 16, eight intermittent fasting. And then Saturday is the three meals a day where I'm doing more of a feast day. When I say feast day, I'm adding in more healthy carbs, like, you know, uh, the sweet potatoes, the quinoa and things like that. So again, diet variation. It's so important. If you look at our, our pre-agricultural ancestors, like they lived on feast and famine. Like they never knew when they were going to get their, their next meal. So we've kind of adopted that genealogy. Um, you know, but what is the average American doing eating 17 times a day? So oh if you might go God. through, yeah, 17 times a day. So don't go from like 17 times a day, including all the snacks to like intermittent fasting in get off your sugar. I have a, I have a, a very easy uh, to implement strategy to go from addicted to sugar, 17 snacks and meals a day to intermittent fasting. What happens? Most people, New Year's, January 1, you know, oh, the flip of a calendar, I'm going to get on my resolutions. I'm going to give up sugar. I'm going to intermittent fast. And in two weeks, the honeymoon phase is over. They're done. Why is that? Because they, sugar's addictive. They didn't do it the right way. You have to ease into it. Just like easing into exercise. You can't go out and run a marathon on day one. You've got to ease into it. So I teach you how to, number one, replace bad snacks with healthy snacks. And then once we have healthy snacks in place, then we start to remove the snacks because we're getting more fat adapted, where our body is relying more on fat than sugar for fuel. And then eventually the snacks are gone. We have three meals a day. And then eventually we take breakfast. We start to move it up towards lunch, hour, hour, hour. And then finally breakfast and lunch merges. Congratulations, you're at intermittent fasting. So um, it's a little bit more detailed than that. But um, again, my point is like, just slow and steady wins the race. Like listen to your body. I'm an extremist. So I've been like on both ends of the special. My wife is always like, Daryl, find your balance, find your balance, right? Last year, find your balance. So this is kind of my lesson in life and I'm still working on it because that's my personality trait. It serves me well, many ways, many ways it doesn't, but we kind of have to just keep working at it. Totally. You are such a fountain of knowledge. My gosh, I realize we are over on time and I'm really sorry. Can I? No, I love this. Never, never a problem at all. Stand as long as, as we need to anytime. This is amazing. Okay. Let's do top three supplements or vitamins. And then if someone's listening to this, 
can they work with you? Like, do you accept new clients? What's the best way to get in touch? All of that. hundred percent. Yep. hundred percent. Um, yeah, I work with clients that you don't have to see me in person. I do it virtually. Um, you can contact my assistant, which is Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-A at get off your acid, acid.com. You can also DM me on Instagram. Um, anyone that DMs me, will get back to right away to say, Hey, I heard you on Molly's podcast and I would love to work with you. Can you give me a little more information about that? And we'll be um, able to reach out to you. So if you're out there and you're dealing with any uh, acid reflux, uh, bloating, constipation, inflammation, leaky gut, um, any of that stuff, even thyroid issues, like you got to address the gut first. Like um, I'd be happy to, to help you out and work with you for sure. That is awesome. And can you tell us top three vitamins or supplements? Yeah. Well, let me give you, I'll, I'll do it fast, but there's five in my book that I talk about that we all need. I don't care how healthy, how sick, old, young, um, like my kids are on all these supplements. So number one, magnesium. All right. It's the fourth most abundant mineral in the body. Uh, calcium is the biggest, but it's the biggest deficiency we have. It's responsible for, yep. How much, because I've seen people recommend 200, I don't know if it's milligrams. I think it's milligrams of glycinate yep. up to 500. And that's a huge difference. So what do you think is a really good number? So if you're eating 80% plant-based, you're going to probably get 200 milligrams just from, from the diet. All right. Um, uh, my good friend um, who, who wrote uh, from Magnesium Miracle uh, talks about this. And I would say in a day's time, you want to aim for about 600 milligrams. So if you're getting 200 from, from diet, that leaves about 400 that you want to supplement with. Right. So, um, and also okay. remember magnesium is important for so many things, but if you take magnesium by itself, you will get depletion of your other minerals, right? So in the beginning, I have no problem with you taking magnesium by itself to, to really get to where you need to. Um, it helps constipation, obviously helps. Uh, it's the number one neuroprotector of your brain. So it's going to help anxiety and depression and all that. Um, not to mention your nerve system. So there's so many things that it does, sugar cravings. Um, so you can really like increase your magnesium in the beginning. But if you, if you did that by yourself over time, you will start to see other minerals get depleted. So that's why um, our acid kicking, not to give myself a shameless plug, but our acid kicking minerals, uh, which is this one right here, this has magnesium glycinate in it, 75 milligrams, but it has your other four, other three acid-kicking minerals. So it's got calcium citrate, potassium bicarbonate, and then sodium bicarbonate, which is baking soda, which is really good for the microbiome. So I take, I do one scoop of that a couple times a day. Um, I do it at nighttime because the body's most acidic in the middle of the night. So I do it before I go to sleep. It's, it doesn't make you sleepy. It's neutralizing the acid when you sleep so that your body doesn't have to work so hard. Now you get deeper REM sleep. I also do it during a workout or after my workout. But what I also do is I stack extra magnesium on top of that. So you can take extra magnesium. So 200, if you're eating good food, you're gonna get 200 milligrams from there. And then the goal is to get up to about 600, right? Um, so let's say the average capsule has 150 milligrams. That would be like maybe three capsules, but don't go to three capsules right away, right? You'll know if you're getting too much magnesium because you're gonna go on the toilet and you're not gonna stop if you, if you get my trip. So start to go slowly. All right, you know, start with one scoop, two scoops, or you can do a capsule. Then the next day, do two capsules. And the next day, you can do three capsules. And if you start to get, you know what, then you can dial it back a little bit. Okay, so one is magnesium and minerals. So kind of same thing. Number two, omega-3 fatty acids, fish oil. Average, oh, and by the way, your kids need magnesium as well, all right? Um, fish oil, we, as adults, we need about 3,000 milligrams or three grams, okay? This is all based on research that, uh, that I put in my book. I never 
anticipated launching a fish oil for my company until I wrote this in my book and realized um, how many deficiencies there are. Um, you want to get one with the, as adults, we have more inflammation. So we need more EPA than DHA. So our fish oil, it's called acid kicking omega-3, has a two to one ratio of EPA to DHA. Mostly to crush the inflammation in your body and your brain, the DHA is the for brain health. Kids, on the other hand, need more DHA. So they need more of like a toddler um, or like an infant omega-3. Um, so uh, what's the one that we use for our kids? I mean, Nordic Naturals has some, but there's a really good one. I'm drawing a blank. I can get it to you. It's a liquid form. But fish oil is very, very important. Again, 3,000 milligrams on average, but many people need more. So we have a test on my website, um, getoffyouracid.com, where we send you a kit. It's a little finger prick. You put the little drop of blood on a card, let it dry for five minutes, send it in. It's a, a stamped envelope. And then within a couple of weeks, you will know how deficient you are in omega-3s. You will know how what your ratio is of omega-6s, which is like the bad inflammatory fats compared to omega-3s, because that's what inflames our brain. Too many omega-6 fats, like soybean oil, corn oil, androgenous yes. vegetable oils. Those are the fats that kill you, right? The test measures that ratio. It should be less than three to one. The average American is 25 to one. Oh so if you're gosh. dealing with any cognitive issues, uh, depression, anxiety, um, remember, the omega-3s and omega-6s, they compete for the same enzyme. If you have this many more omega-6s, they take out your brain. So this mm -hmm. test will measure that and measure if you have any precursors for dementia and, and many other biomarkers. So that's number two, uh, omega-3. Number three would be probiotics. Number four and five, I lump together in one of my supplements. It's D3 and K2, vitamin D3 and K2. Um, you got to test your blood to know what your B levels are. On average, um, people need about 5,000 IUs. Um, if you're below 40, your vitamin D level, then I would pump that up a little bit higher, um, for a month to 10,000. Uh, but again, you have to know where your D levels are. Um, but so many of my clients are in a very, very low D level. And the K2 supports the D absorption. The K2 drives the calcium into the bones. So, uh, you need magnesium and vitamin D to have, to bring, you know, help bring calcium into the body. But once it's in the body, in the blood, vitamin K2 directs it to the bones. If you don't have vitamin K2, then it's not going to go to the places you want to go. It goes to the brain, will cause plaquing, goes to your blood vessel walls, causes hypertension, high blood pressure, causes kidney stones. Um, people are getting way too much calcium than they, than they think. You know, people think the cause of osteoporosis, osteoporosis or penia is a calcium deficiency. It's not. They're getting way too much calcium. The body's really robbing calcium from the bones to throw it into the blood because the blood's so acidic. It's actually a magnesium deficiency. So these doctors are giving out 1500 milligrams of calcium, especially like calcium carbonate, which is a very cheap form, or 20 or, or 2000 milligrams. And the problem is it's not getting absorbed. It's going to their brains and their blood. It's, making, it's actually making them worse. And mm -hmm. there was a, a study, um, I think it was Harvard nurses, and it was women 70 to 92. And they basically um, gave this one group 1000 milligrams of calcium, and this other group they gave like a sugar pill. The group that got the calcium not only had double the um, risk factors for hip fractures, they also had a 700% increase in the risk of Alzheimer's disease. Wow. 700%. So why was that? Because it wasn't a calcium deficiency, wow. right? It was in a city and the calcium was going to the brain. The placement was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So K2. So we have a great vitamin D3 with K2. It's organic. It's plant-based. It's got fats in it. Like, um, uh, um, MCT oil, and that will literally just drive it right into the bones where it needs it. Unbelievable. I'm like, this is why I was so excited for this podcast because you are so brilliant. Thank you so oh, much for so all sweet. of this. 
I ask every single person that comes on, what is your favorite product at the moment? It doesn't have to be in the health and wellness sphere. It could be anything, but you can enlighten me and the listeners. What are you, what are you loving these days? Oh my gosh. I have so many different things. Um, I have my air doctor filter right over there. Uh, I love my Revitin toothpaste. This is key technology. This blocks EMFs. Um, we have one, a bigger one for the home that blocks the entire home. Um, I have a PEMF device over there that basically eight minutes of this on your body blocks uh, about 50% of the inflammation. Yeah, wow. so like lots of, lots of cool fun stuff like that. I have a, a machine over here. Um, this is called uh, Propyl Therapy. So this is Propolis. Have you heard of Propolis before? I have. So Propolis is one of the most powerful antifungals. So this is on in my room all the time. Um, it just kills... Like if you go back to like bees, there's a bee colony of 70,000 bees. If a, if a mouse gets in there, they can kill the mouse, but they can't take the mouse out. So mm -hmm. what these bees do is if that mouse stays there, it decays, it's going to destroy the colony. They secrete this, this propolis or propolis, and they basically mummify the mouse. So if you came back in 10 years and you opened up that mummification, the mouse would be fully intact. No degradation oh my gosh. at all. So this is so powerful for people even with cancer. When my dad had cancer, we were giving him, um, because there's definitely a mold cancer connection. Um, I remember my dad had this, you know, this fungus on his toe. And now I know like, man, that was, that was mold in his body and mold causes cancer. So this is something that I just plug it in. It's aerosol. And um, what happens is, is that the same effect that uh, the, the bee colony uh, had with this is they secreted propolis because it killed bacteria. And why did they have to worry about mold? Because the bee colony is very humid and moist. So mm. it, gets, it gets mold. So the propolis kills the mold. So it's amazing these natural things. So this is one of my favorite things right here. It's, only, it's like a hundred, couple hundred bucks. I got yeah. it on, I think, key, key science. And um, I just have it in my room because of my mold uh, history and toxicity. I'm in Florida. It's yeah, humid. So much, um, so much humidity. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I have so many fun things like this, but those are a few of the ones off the top of my head. Those were by far the most interesting and coolest I've <laughs> ever had shared. So thank you. You're very um, welcome. All right. So one more time, can you share with us your Instagram, your website, your books, your products, Yeah. all the cool stuff. So the website is getoffyouracidacid.com. I got <laughs> to say that one slowly uh, when my mouth's a little tired. Um, my Instagram is at getoffyouracid. We also, um, which is more of like our products, my personal is at Dr. Daryl Joffrey, D-R-D-A-R-Y-L-G-I-O-F-F-R-E. And that's where I'm posting like all the, the stuff we talked about today. That's all on Dr. Daryl stuff too, right? So that, that's really cool. Um, my first book is Get Off Your Acid. The second book is Get Off Your Sugar. Get Off Your Sugar, even if, even if you think you don't have a sugar addiction, it's such a powerful book. That's just because I wrote it. But um, it's all about going from stress eating to strength eating. So if you want to learn how to strength eat more and build up more resilience within your body from the inside out um that is an amazing book you don't have to read it from front to back literally just open it up and like every page you're gonna get some really cool some really cool tidbits of information amazing thank you so much i really think you are fascinating thank you you're amazing as well um Aww. you're an acid kicker i appreciate you for having me on and for for do i know what how much i don't have my own personal podcast but i know how much work it takes and um i just want to thank you for who you are and delivering this message to all these different people um that's that's just really awesome keep up the the incredible work that you're doing thank you you are so kind and it's really my pleasure this was i feel like you're an idol of mine i know that sounds so cheesy but oh my like, gosh please no you're, you're really sweet. changing I, people's lives like all over the world you said not just the nation and it's it's so impressive and you are so 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 brilliant well listen that's that's what we have to do we got to do it to ourselves first but that was my my vow to my dad and uh i appreciate you saying that i know he's he's there you know watching yes. us right now and um we're we're making that 
you know, come true. So let's continue to help people. Let's get back at it. Listen, I, right now, March just happened. 43% of us already failed our resolutions. By the end of the year, it's 91%. And then the vicious cycle starts all over again. If this is one of you, don't worry. Don't beat yourself up. Give yourself permission to have a little grace. It's all about course correction. Every single moment is a way that you can start over again. All right. Procrastination is the killer of dreams. I always said, I'll wait two days, wait a day. No, start now in this moment. Pick one thing from what we talked about today and start to apply it. You got to remember that knowledge is not power. It's potential power. Action is power. All right. You can buy all these books, but if they're on, if they're on the shelf, that's shelf help. Like you got you to gotta apply that and just make it easy. Start with one thing, master it, then go on to the next. If you're an overachiever, you can do more than that. Um, but, just, but just do that and never beat yourself up for where you're at. Trust me, I was there. I, I, I was a stress eater. I was massively addicted to sugar. And it's just, it's not worth it. But look at you now. The right way. Yeah, right. You need the strategy. You need that why. And you need yes. a group around you. Surround yourself around the people that you want to really become. That's the key thing. Absolutely. Thank you. Seriously. So, so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Molly. All the best. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share with your friends, family, loved ones, really anyone who you think would gain value from this episode. And if you're feeling up for it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It means so, so much. Thank you.